everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today, our topic that we're going to dive into is intermittent fasting. So this is a topic that I've been getting a lot of questions about as a nutritionist, both from clients, people on social media, um, you know, even random people who I talk to and and you know they find out I'm a nutritionist when we meet, and they wonder, you know, what's the deal with with fasting, um, and specifically intermittent fasting, because it's very much in the media and the news, and people are sharing about it on social media. Um, it's been getting a lot of attention the last two years or so. Um, so it's something that I wanted to address some of the basic questions about. So we're going to go into what it is. Um, how you do it, what some of the benefits are, and what some of the risks are as well, so that you can kind of get a better understanding of, of what this concept is and get a feel for if it may or may not be right for you. And I want to make a disclaimer that, you know, this is definitely not meant to be medical advice and you should always work with um, a trusted professional, whether that be your medical doctor or a certified nutritionist or dietitian, anytime you're, you're thinking of making big changes in your, your diet. All right, so let's dive right in. What is intermittent fasting? So intermittent fasting, or IF, is basically an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. So it doesn't tell you which foods that you should eat, but it's more so about when you eat them. Um, so in this respect, it's it's not a diet in the conventional sense. It's actually more accurately described as an eating pattern. Um, you know, the traditional term diet um, that you're used to is typically restricting what foods you're eating. If you're on a, a gluten-free diet, you can't eat foods with gluten in them. If you um, are on a vegan diet, then you're not eating any foods with um, animal products in them. So intermittent fasting doesn't restrict the types of foods you eat. You can still eat whatever type of diet you want to follow, whatever works best for you. Um, this is just about restricting your eating windows. So what are the windows? Intermittent fasting basically just dictates that you go longer periods of not eating and, and you um, shorten the window during the day that you consume the, the meals you eat. Um, and that can change the number of meals that you eat as well, depending on the person. So the, the most basic intermittent fasting window is a 12-12, meaning that for 12 hours of every day you're fasting, and for 12 hours of every day you're consuming food. And that doesn't mean you're eating for 12 hours straight, it just means within that 12-hour window you are eating. So a perfect uh, simple example of this is if you finish dinner by 7 p.m. one evening, then the next morning you would eat breakfast at 7 a.m. 12 hours later. So that way you've gone 12 hours fasted between meals and that includes your sleeping time which makes it a lot easier. Um, so a couple other windows, you could do a 14-10 where you're fasting for 14 hours and eating for 10, a 16-8 um, fasting for 16 hours, eating for eight. Some people do um, one day a week intermittent fasting. So they're eating regularly, their normal hours, six days a week. And then one day for 24 hours, they go completely fasted. Um, a more extreme version of intermittent fasting is alternate day fasting. So it's where you consume your normal meals 
one day and then the next 24 hour period you are completely fasted. Um, and again, that's a much more extreme version. And these are all just different variations of intermittent fasting that people have tried and, and some work well for some people and some do not work well for people at all. Um, and like I said, we're gonna get into some of the reasons why you might want to try intermittent fasting and then some of the reasons you might wanna stay away from it um, and why it can be a little bit risky or dangerous for your health. Um, first, a little bit more about the, the kind of rules or the basics of intermittent fasting. So during your fasted state, one common question I get is, um, can you drink? Can you have any liquids or beverages? And the answer to that is absolutely yes, you can drink water um, and non-caloric beverages um, like herbal tea. Um, some people say coffee is fine as well, but in general, the rule of thumb is that anything your body has to metabolize, um, you should not you should not consume. So some people even go as far as to say, you know, they normally have lemon water in the morning. That's something I recommend for a lot of clients. Your body has to metabolize the juice from the lemon, um, so that wouldn't be able to be included in your fasted window. Um, so in general, it's just just water during those fasted states. And again, depending on who you talk to, some people might say coffee as well. All right, so what are a few reasons why people would wanna do this? And again, you know, just following up on that. So during your eating windows, you can be following any protocol you want. You can be paleo, ketogenic, vegan, um, grain-free, gluten-free, no, no restrictions at all. Like you, there's no, set rules during the eating windows for intermittent fasting because it's not a, it's not a diet it's just an eating pattern that being said i always recommend eating the way that is is going to be best for your body so if you're somebody who responds really well to a plant-based diet then absolutely you should still follow that um, and not just throw all all rules out the window just because it seems like you can um, but diving into some reasons why, why you might wanna try this. Um, one of the number one reasons that I recommend intermittent fasting and that um, people have success with it is doing it for digestive health. Rather than weight loss, rather than changing body composition, um, doing it to improve your digestive health is, is one benefit that a lot of people are seeing from, from IF. Because when you spend longer periods of time fasting, it does give your body a break from constantly needing to digest, which lowers the amount of time that you need to deal with digestive distress symptoms. So if you're somebody who experiences IBS or IBD, um, or you have food sensitivities or you tend to get bloated. Sometimes if you give your body a little bit of a break from having to digest all the time, then it can lessen the severity and frequency of those symptoms. Um, additionally, a lot of times people will find that intermittent fasting causes them to eat less overall, um, especially if you've been conditioned into to overeating. Um, so it's easier to come up with meals that are better suited for digestive support um, because you have a, a shorter window. So you're eating, when I say eating less overall, I mean you're eating less frequently. Um, so it's just easier to come up with meals that make you feel good. You, you don't feel the pressure to eat so many times a day if that doesn't work for you. 
Um, another reason is that it does improve insulin sensitivity and it recalibrates your body's use of stored fuel. So um, people that tend to be more insulin resistant, um, even people with type 2 diabetes, uh, have seen benefit from intermittent fasting to, again, recalibrate the way that your body uses that stored fuel. Um, diving into that a little bit more deeply, choosing to eat earlier and having an earlier um, eating window in your day can actually really help to, to reset and recalibrate your body as well. So all of our bodies have a circadian clock or circadian rhythm um, that innately knows when to enter the most efficient metabolic state based on the nutrients that are available to it. Um, basically moving from burning sugars to burning fats. Um, during the day, our body has a, a pretty accessible, ready supply of sugars, of glucose um, from the foods that we've been eating. So that's what tends to power us through our activities, our workouts, our mental focus at work or school, um, and everything that we need to do. And then when we move into the fasted state overnight, those readily accessible sugars have typically all been used, they get burned up, and so our body then shifts to burning fats overnight. Um, but if we eat out of sync with, our, with this biological clock, um, which a lot of people do, they tend to be more insulin resistant in the evenings, we force our bodies into a less efficient metabolic state, or we can even prompt metabolic dysfunction, which is seen in people with type 2 diabetes. Um, and this is often the cause of, or often caused by eating much larger meals later at night um, when our bodies are already trying to rest and digest and not be in that, that um, consumption mode anymore. Um, and also the, the content of the food that we're eating at night. So when people tend to snack on highly refined, um, higher sugar, combination of high sugar and fat foods that is again driving them into that more insulin insulin resistant state. So just by the simple act of shifting your meal times earlier so that you're not eating dinner at 9 p.m. and having a late night snack at 11 right before you go to bed, um, you're eating dinner say at 6 or 7 and, and then stopping for the evening, your body has full time to digest those sugars, digest those foods before you go to sleep um, so that it can become more metabolically efficient overnight. And this also helps you to, helps your body to repair and do the, the internal work that it needs to do while you're sleeping and that it's supposed to do while you're sleeping. So again, that just helps you get back in rhythm with your, your natural circadian clock. Um, the next thing kind of related to that, that a lot of people do with intermittent fasting is using this opportunity to work out in a fasted state. Um, and again, without that ready supply of glucose and, and glycogen to pull from, which has been depleted over the course of your fasted state while you sleep. Um, and then if you wake up and haven't replenished that yet with a pre-workout meal, then your body is forced to adapt and pull from a source of energy that it does have available, which tends to be the fat stored in your cells. Um, one reason that this is beneficial is because sometimes the fat stored in our cells carries toxins with it um, that are, are essentially bound to those fat cells. So the more that we um, can, can burn some of those off, the more we would reduce the toxic load in our bodies. 
Also, growth hormone is increased during our fasted states, both when you're sleeping and during a, a longer period of fasting. Um, so if you combine this increased growth hormone and the decrease in insulin production, and basically a decrease in or increase in insulin sensitivity, then basically what you're doing is priming your body for muscle growth um, and, and a little bit of fat loss and, and reducing that toxic load with intermittent fasting. So that basically translates to intermittent fasting can help teach your body to use the food it consumes more efficiently. And your body can learn to burn fat as fuel when you deprive it of, of new fuel, new calories in the morning. Um, to constantly pull from. So that can be great if, if you do have a goal of, of muscle growth or body recomposition. Um, but that is what leads me kind of into some of the, the reasons why intermittent fasting might not be healthy for you, it might, or it might be a little bit more risky for you. And one of those is if you're using intermittent fasting as sort of a pretext of health, um, as a way to have, you know, disordered eating patterns or rigidly control your food intake. So if you are really, really honest with yourself and the reason that you want to try intermittent fasting is um, purely for physical aesthetic reasons for weight loss, um, and especially if you're in a position where you don't necessarily need to lose weight, um, it can be, it can, again, just be a way to cover up disordered eating. So similar to orthorexia, which is um, an eating disorder where you have a preoccupation or obsession with eating healthy foods and, and only consuming healthy foods or rigidly following a specific diet. Intermittent fasting can be something that would be easy to become a little bit obsessive about if you do tend towards having um, an unhealthy relationship with food or disordered eating. Um, also, if you're over-exercising, um, or not getting enough sleep, so your body is under too much additional um, physiological stress, then this can be another reason why intermittent fasting wouldn't be good for you, because you might just be further depleting your energy stores um, and taxing your body when, when what it really needs is nourishment and rest. Um, if you are somebody who uses supplements to um, suppress your appetite, so that you can make it through the fasting periods. Intermittent fasting is absolutely not for you. Um, it's, it's something that should feel quite natural. Um, there are people who, you know, wake up first thing in the morning and they just aren't hungry yet. They're not ready to eat. So it's easy for them to delay their first meal by a couple hours. Um, and that just comes intuitively to their body. And there's other people who they wake up and they're hungry right away and they are better served by having a really healthy, balanced breakfast first thing in the morning. So if you feel like it's it's taking a lot of work for you to push through those fasting periods, then it might not be healthy for you. Um, and then again, kind of going back to the first point, if it makes you food obsessed or makes you want to binge eat during your non-fasting periods, this isn't a healthy eating pattern for you. So if it's having you constantly think about food all the time, and then as soon as you know the clock strikes, whatever hour you've, you've determined your eating window to start, and you feel like you're compulsively eating and can't stop, um, or you binge on particular foods, then again, this is, is not a healthy pattern for you to follow at this time. 
Um, there's just some other underlying issues that you might want to address first in your relationship with food before you take on um, an eating pattern like, like intermittent fasting. And, you know, regardless, it's, you know, whether you're following intermittent fasting or not, it's really important to just pay attention to what your body is telling you. So pay attention to your energy, pay attention to your cravings, um, your sleep, your mood, your immunity. All of these things are sending you signals about whether the habits you're following in your life right now are working or not. So if you are constantly fatigued or if you're constantly having cravings for a specific kind of food or your sleep quality is really poor, you wake up a lot throughout the night or you wake up in the morning still feeling groggy even after a full night's sleep. If your mood is, is off or imbalanced um, or if you're getting sick a lot, your immunity is low, these are all things that are telling you that something needs to be addressed within your wellness and um, and the way that you're consuming food, the foods that you're consuming, the supplements you're taking, the stress levels in your life, all those things need to be taken into consideration. So that is why it's so important to take a really holistic approach to anything that anything new that you're implementing in your life and a holistic approach to, to your wellness overall, because it's not just about following one specific diet. It's, a, it's about looking at you as a whole person and what works best for you and knowing that that might be different than what works best for the next person. So basically, you know, the, the answer to the question of is intermittent fasting good or should I try it? Um, what's the deal with it? Is that it can absolutely work, but it's not for everyone. Um, and you really have to, to know your body and um, in, in a lot of cases, work with a professional who can help guide you through the process. Women in particular, women who are listening to this, you should be careful with longer fasting windows. Um, it Being in a fasted state as a female impacts your body and your hormone balance a lot more so than it does the male body. So a woman might benefit from just having a 12-12 window, um, whereas a man might do really well with a 16-8 intermittent fasting window. Um, the key is always just start slowly. You can always increase or change or adapt from, from there, but start slowly and really listen to your body along the way. Um, so I hope that this was helpful for you guys. If you have more questions about intermittent fasting or different types of eating patterns in general, I would love to hear from you. So feel free to reach out to me, whether um, on Instagram or you can email me um, on my website, Megan at empowered-bodies.com. Um, and if you're somebody who, who wants to learn a little bit more about what might be the best eating pattern for you and you want one-on-one -on -one support, um, I am taking on clients, so feel free to email me um, to, to set up a, a free consultation about that as well. And again, if there's a, other topics that you want to hear about, I would love to hear back from you. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to updates on my website, follow me on Instagram for more tips and tricks and inspiration and all the things. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in. Share this with a friend if you think it would benefit them. And as always, until next time, have a happy and healthy day.